yeah, you're my brother's friend, and I know what my brother's like, so I'm not about that. to another episode of All Booked, Sterling Municipal Library's podcast, where we talk to you about books we'd like to recommend. And Chasley and Lisa and Katie are all joining us today to talk about the first of the Bridgerton series books. Bridgerton Takeover. Yes. <laughs> and I have to admit, I am the uncool person in the room. I was completely not even familiar with Bridgerton. And then mm-hmm. when I heard it was a Regency romance, honestly, I was confused by its popularity. Like, before I walked into the studio, I was Google searching, why is Bridgerton so, so popular? Mm, so can you guys you please enlighten me? John Paul. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so him. Um, yes. <laughs> but also, like, I mean, if, if, if that's the sort of thing that you like anyway, then, you know, you're, you're going to love it. Mm-hmm. You may be a little bit disturbed by some of the more up-to-date things about it. It is it has a diverse cast, which just makes it all the more of like a just a gorgeous show. Beautiful, like, sparkly, totally fantastic. Just amazing. They really went all out with the costumery. Mm. It's so it's sort of faithful to the time period with just like a little bit of like like modern more modern color palette it is just also and a lot of the a lot of the modern choices for the costuming which i really think is part of the reason people love it so much is that it like looks decadent even the set dressing like there's just like wisteria blossoms like hanging from every corner but a lot of the costuming choices that make it look more modern were purposely made because it wants to like it's trying to be more fantastical than like a regency piece it's trying like all of the music and the soundtrack is modern, like, music, but the orchestral versions of it. So even that is, like, trying to keep the air, but being way more relatable to modern audiences. Yeah, so, I heard the Maroon 5 song, and I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> okay, but before we talk about the series series, yes. how about we talk about the books? And do okay. the bo- or does the first book feel as modern as its translation to the Netflix series? No. No. Okay. No. no. <laughs> there was I no will... Maroon 5 in that one. No. <laughs> well, yes. I will say the writing feels different than a lot of Regency romance writing. Like, it feels a little more upbeat and, like, fast-paced. It's a little easier yeah. for me to get through. Sometimes with Regency romance, it's, like, eight pages of just, like, and then they went down to the waterside to walk along and they wore nice clothes and there was a small dog wandering around and it's yeah, it's a little faster yeah. <laughs> but it's definitely not nearly as like sumptuous as the, as the as, series and as a romance reader i'm not huge on historical romance mm-hmm. and so when i was asked to read this book <laughs> and join join the group i was like you know what i'll take i'll take a chance which i do have a patron that just loves the series mm-hmm. so i read it and i was like what <laughs> I actually loved it. <laughs> now, part of the reason we begged slash bribed you, um, I, I'm sure we owe you a prize or something at this point, into reading the book was we wanted your perspective as somebody who typically reads romance. I know you yeah. and Katie both read it more. Chasley, I don't think you usually do, do you? I don't read romance usually, but I really like historical fiction. And okay. So it falls right in there. It happens to be love. That's eh, fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. But I will say a brief overview if for some reason you, like Leslie, have never heard of the Bridgerton series. It is a series of romance novels written by Julia Quinn. The first book is The Duke and I, and it follows Daphne and Simon. Daphne Bridgerton is the fourth child of a very well-respected and fertile mother. <laughs> oh, dear. How many kids are there? Eight. eight. Oh, good. Eight and children. they're all alphabet- alphabetized. Because she was smart. Name. She was like, I want a lot of kids, and they're going to be hard to remember. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to start at the top with alphabetical names. So Daphne, if you realize, doesn't start with an A. So it doesn't start with the first person. But after Daphne, it is alphabetical order yes. as far as the novel goes. So does She's it go to E or daughter. does it go to A? 
It goes to, it goes to A. Okay. To the, to yeah, so it starts over with the the sons who are all look the same, honestly, in the show. Like right. <laughs> Anthony, Benedict, and Colin. Like Anthony is the regal-looking white guy with brown hair. Benedict is the other one. And then Colin's the nicer-looking white guy with brown hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, like, I really actually liked that about this, that, I mean, we, we're not getting into the rest of the series, and even though, like, the rest of the TV show hasn't come out yet, but, like, the, it's following the male members of the family, too. I think that's mm-hmm. really cool. Because yeah. it reminded me, when I first started reading, of Marion Chesney, who is also MC Beaton, if you like oh, mystery. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And so, and that's actually how I got into her books, because mm-hmm. I was like, well, I've read all your mysteries, and I'm going to read everything else. But anyway, as Marion Chesney, she writes the Six Sisters story, which is, is very similar altogether to this. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a family with six sisters, and so you go from the eldest to the youngest, and their matrimony stories. So. Yeah. And it's interesting to follow, like, a whole family like that. And the good thing about it is they're such a close family. It was yes. so It was fun to read about them, mm-hmm. you know. That was actually my favorite part altogether of the book, was that I loved the, the siblings' relationship. Yeah. And even in the book, how how the mother is like oh my god I can't believe you invited the duke like we eat with our whole family like you didn't tell us we can't because it's not normal in Regency England to have children at the table with you like it was it was very much you eat all by yourself and all the grown ups will eat together the children throw peas because Because I think at that point they're like 8 and 10 or something like they're very young but that was just a really fun like perspective and I think it tends to like win over like other characters who who are decent if you're too stuck on society you probably wouldn't like it but all of the decent people are like oh this is nice like <laughs> clearly you love each other and that's rare <laughs> oh the mom too she is like crafty Ooh, like the kids, are, the kids are all like oh she doesn't know what's going on and she like subtly manipulates their entire lives yeah. it's yes <laughs> and it's so funny because the first part of the duke and i the first book you think that she's just like a normal jane austen-esque mom who's just like way too involved and in, and in, like wanting her kids to get married but then at the end you realize there's just a slight gleam in her eye the whole time and she's been like orchestrating this all like a puppet master because she's just she's like I know what's right for you trust me and I love that they they loved her so much too you know they had so much respect for her and they had fun with her Mm -hmm. you know not like the feather featheringtons you know yes the rival rival family so So you guys have talked a lot about the mom as the dad in the picture no he passed away yeah so when I think when Anthony was 18. So the oldest one was 18. And I think the youngest one was literally still in the womb. In the womb. Yeah. yeah. So it was definitely very difficult, especially I'm sure in Regency England to raise eight children. Yeah. Now, can we talk about Queen Charlotte? Oh. <laughs> I just loved her character. I mm-hmm. loved her hair. <laughs> yes. So Queen Charlotte is not in the books, but is in the series. In the series, yeah. There's a few different changes between the books and the series that I think were nice. Like, movies can't be shot like books are. It would be boring. So I like that they added that. And they also added Lady Danbury as, like, the cousin. Not cousin. That would be weird. The aunt of Simon. Whereas before, Lady Danbury was just, like, a... a nosy lady in society and also merged her with the nanny that taught Simon how to speak. Uh, yeah. I don't remember her name though. Mm-hmm. I don't think she really had an important <laughs> name. <laughs> Just nanny something. But yes. And then in, in the book, I don't believe 
Marina was part of it. No, and honestly, this uh, the youngest siblings too were not nearly as much a part of the book as oh, they yeah. were in the show. Yes. Eloise particularly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was super weird because Eloise does play like an interesting role in the film, the series, but in the book barely mentioned. Yeah, which makes sense when you have that many characters. It's hard to keep track. Of I mean, book. it's eight kids. So. It's eight kids. <laughs> eight well, is enough. I think that's really interesting though, because if they're planning on doing the whole series, then you know they've got to build that relationship with these yeah. other characters from the beginning. And so I'm really curious about how much of like when we get to the end of the book series, if their personalities kind of match up with what they've been, what they did mm-hmm. at the beginning in the TV show. Yes. So are there any changes like from the book to the TV show or vice versa that you like or dislike that you can just... So my favorite thing was actually the thing, one of the things they kept the same and that was Daphne and Simon's first meeting mm-hmm. when he tries to get like, oh, like sexy voice with her and she's like, <laughs> that's my favorite part. <laughs> I have like... I have one thing that I didn't realize. I read, I watched the series first, then read the book. In the series, Daphne is like everyone's top lady, super hot. Everyone loves her. Everyone wants to marry her. In the book series, she's kind of just like they're like, oh, she's kind of pretty. Like she's she's nice. Yeah. She's nice. <laughs> she's nice. She knows how to do stuff. She's pretty. That's that's cool. Which makes it even more understandable that Anthony being so overbearing has driven people away because she wasn't like super hot everyone wants her she was just like a nice girl that looks like pretty whereas in the series you're just kind of like is Anthony really driving everyone away like like she is literally the fancy incomparable of the season Um, it's weird that Anthony's four four words to people and I think like in the in the the series the queen is the reason why yeah everybody wanted to marry her yeah everybody wanted to marry her and in the book it's not like that Mm -hmm. you know so gotta thank the queen yes and that's that's the whole reason between their fake fake relationship which is a fun romance trope and then read in the book how simon and daphne meet it's kind of different in the series where nigel is a part of it she was i guess they were like in a hallway in the book and that's where simon didn't know she was daph she was anthony's sister Mm -hmm. but in the series you know, he introduces her in the beginning yeah. and said, this is my sister. And then the altercation with uh, Nigel happens. So yes. it, kinda, it was kind of reversed. Um, but it's okay. But yeah, in the book, I, I did like that she knew who he was. And, and like Chesley said, was just kind of like, mm, yeah, you're my brother's friend. And I know what my brother's like. So I'm not about that. <laughs> 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 I won't want to hang out with people that he hangs out with. <laughs> but I like that th- that attraction they had towards each other. And I think it just made it just so amazing the way they looked at each other you Mm -hmm. know what I mean and like you said in the beginning it wasn't about color it wasn't about race it it was just regular human people that there was no drama that wasn't the drama you know like if it would happen now yeah Mm -hmm. you know and I just love that yeah new drama (laughs) (laughs) I really liked the way that Simon was in the book at least in regards to his like continued like shame and fight against like stuttering and like that in those series they didn't make Regé Jean-Paul stutter ever he didn't as an adult and I wish he, he was did. eloquent in the book anytime he gets like overly angry, excited yeah. or angry or he starts like trying to talk faster 
than his brain can <laughs> handle, he'll start stuttering again. And it, it brings back this like really like heavy level of shame like associated with his childhood and his father. So it, it makes it more understandable that his father is still such a big thing in his head because it's clearly that he's still struggling with even the idea of stuttering makes him like hate himself. Whereas in the series, he's just like, oh, I hate my father a lot. And people are like, oh, why? Like, he was mean. <laughs> he <laughs> and didn't like, want me. <laughs> okay, I used to stutter, <laughs> but you don't anymore. Like, I could though. <laughs> but I won't. But I won't because I'm very attractive. <laughs> It's in my contract. <laughs> so I wish they had kept that in because I think it, it makes him like way more approachable and understandable. Especially, um, I guess eventually we have to talk about like the scene. We don't want to talk about the scene. Yeah. Mm. I feel like it's it's so weird because like anytime you read this book, you have to like preface it with like warning. Yeah. <laughs> There's a scene that you probably know about in if you saw the show that is very uncomfortable and it's worse in the book oh really it's worse <laughs> yeah. they tried their best to tamp that shit down in the, <laughs> in the series but it still was uncomfortable in the book it is like significantly worse and very uncomfortable and i did not like it so you know mild warning general <laughs> it was basically assault right yeah. Daphne decides that she wants a baby. And okay. Simon's been using the traditional method of, you know, pulling yes. out. Yes. And yes. so um, <laughs> yeah. she just decides to lock on there and yeah. she's going to make sure that she gets that baby. Yeah. So the reason that like comes to a head is because she doesn't know how babies are made. <laughs> he says he can't have children and she thinks that literally means he can't have children, not that he doesn't hurt. want to have yeah. children. And then... She, like, discovers it because someone mentioned something or she realizes something. And then they get in a fight. He's super drunk. And that makes, make it, makes it so oh, much yeah, worse. Oh, yeah, that does make it worse. And then not only that, but his reaction to it is so much worse because he stutters. Mm. Because he's sitting there. He's so angry at her. And he's trying to, like, express his feelings and, like, yell at her. But he's so upset that he literally can't speak. Like, he keeps trying, and it's just, he's getting, like, syllables out, not even, like, full words. And it's just, like, heartbreaking. Especially because later in the book, he's like, well, I wasn't mad about that. I was mad about X, Y, Z. I was like, it felt felt like felt like you were mad about that, and that's okay. You yeah, should have yeah, been. you should feel violated. Like, that's yeah. not okay. Forcing someone to have your children <laughs> is not fun. And I think in the series, she kind of, like, blames her mom because she didn't explain anything to her. Yes. You know, the mom tried... You know, about the wedding night, and you know. And was very nervous the whole time. The, and yeah. basically was like, something will happen and it might be okay, bye. Right. <laughs> she and, pretty much did. You and know? They, they haven't grown up on a farm, right? So she hasn't even, like, not Seen even animals. farm animals. Yeah. Exactly. Right. No so clue. I think it was the maid who kind of explained it to her. Yeah. Her maid. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I was just like, oh, you know. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> being married and not even knowing how children work. <laughs> but she yeah. was determined. Yeah, I give her that. But yeah, so their their story, I think, was was a good introduction to the series. But it's definitely not my favorite story. I don't like Simon. Yeah, like I just he's. That's why I think I liked the book better because like adding all of the like current trauma. It helps. Helps. Yeah, <laughs> but still, he's like the. I'd rather die than sleep with you. And it's just like, is it just yeah. legitimate offspring? Because he has a reputation. So there's little Simons probably all over <laughs> here. Yeah. The book is acting like the pullout method is 100% effective. Yeah. <laughs> also that? Oh my goodness. When oh it is goodness. not. <laughs> so he probably has little Simons everywhere. Um, and I think it, I honestly, it probably is just a legitimate offspring. Yeah, that's what of, I was thinking. They don't right. count. Yeah, yeah the <laughs> other ones don't count. And also, it's just really, like, a lot of, I read more of them after this book. A lot of their 
characters have like one fear or flaw or whatever that they are like fighting to get over his was like his relationship with his father and it was just so hard to like care because his (laughs) father's dead and daphne keeps telling him over and over again your father is dead he's still controlling your decision making he's still winning and he's like no i'm winning because i'm not having children or a wife and then she's like but you want those things so you're losing (laughs) i mean like just trauma is complicated yes yeah no i still don't like him but i like i like that daphne was strong enough to explain tell him that yeah to tell (laughs) it to you lay it out straight like don't you get it (laughs) so Let's talk about the other, like, the siblings. Are there any interesting dynamics or rivalries or anything going on there? Anthony, in the first book, he was like, Simon is his friend. And Mm -hmm. so he's like, I'm just, I'm going to kill him in the morning. Like, they literally literally go go to to a duel. Yeah. Yeah. And Simon was just like, I'm I'm ready to die. You know, and And Anthony's like, I'm ready to kill you. I'm ready to kill you. (laughs) Sweet. But if I do die, you know, he tells one of the brothers, you got to take over the family. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, and a lot of that makes more sense in the book because Anthony tells Simon multiple times, like, do not. I know who you are. I know what you're like. I know you never will marry anyone. So don't even look at my sister because I know what you're going to do to her. So it makes a little more sense that he's like so aggressive in there. But I will say that Anthony, he gets better in his book. But in in, especially in the series, the whole time I was like, you suck. (laughs) (laughs) The white, the, the mom put him in his place a few times which i really liked. yeah and yeah and i I like that she did that yeah telling him i am still your mother yeah (laughs) you know so you better watch it kid and on top of that like if you want to be the responsible party you actually have to care about your siblings you can't just do it in name you've got to actively like try to make their lives better and i did not like nigel (laughs) of course oh my gosh he's just so pathetic i just i'm like i couldn't even like get up the energy to dislike him i was like you poor in the book and in the series nigel was super obsessed with with Daphne and Nigel was also the only person Anthony approved of because he didn't have actively any gambling relationship debt, anything, debt yeah. like anything like any problems so he was the only person that he that he was like saying yes for Daphne I guess so in the series um, he kind of like tells Nigel yes you can marry my sister and Daphne's like, I don't uh-uh, think emergency. so. Emergency. <laughs> emergency. We need to do something. I need see, to get out of here. See, the, the whole point of, of Daphne and Simon getting together was kind of like they were using each other. Yeah. So Simon was they Simon was using Daphne to so the mamas would leave him alone. <laughs> so that, mm-hmm. you know, because they were always going up, this is my daughter. This is my daughter. This is my daughter. You yeah. know? And then Daphne was using him, and they both they knew it. Yeah, you know, so that more guys would ask her. More out. guys would come <laughs> because if they saw that she was, you know, someone was interested in her, more people would want to, you know, be yeah. interested in her too. And so that was the plan. But you know, love mm-hmm. conquers all. <laughs> Seems yeah. to happen more often when you're pretending to have a romance. Yeah. yeah. I imagine you spend that much time with each other and you're not terrible that you might like each other, especially in Regency England when you don't have a lot of choices. So one thing when I was looking up some reviews on the series that they talk about, especially for the Netflix series, is the humor. Is that something that is very much alive in the book series as well? Or is it just the TV series? Yeah, I would say there's some. Yeah, Yeah. quite a bit. Um, It's very like Jane Austen Regency humor. Like it's not going to be like, well, I say it's not going to be people tripping and falling, but that does happen. (laughs) There's some pratfalls in there (laughs) but a lot of it is just very much like kind of like just witty wordplay humor which i which i'm a fan of it's all women had so (laughs) 
Also, lots of Daphne putting men in their place, which is very mm-hmm. amusing. It's very fun. I, I do appreciate that from all of the Bridgerton ladies. Yep. That's just their, their their vibe as they walk into a room and they're like, no. <laughs> and I loved Eloise. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So yes. much fun. Eloise in the series was really fun. Yeah. And Penelope, who is, Penelope, who is Eloise's Penelope friend. Penelope <laughs> Yeah. I loved her. Yeah. She's really sweet. Um, oh, my gosh, though. What they did with the color scheme for that family. Yeah. Oh, like, <laughs> it's perfect. Like, they talk about it in the book. But until you yeah. see it, you're like, ooh, <laughs> this, these poor children. They're all redheads. And oh, no. the mother the dresses them in yellow. Dresses them in yellow because she says it's a happy color. <laughs> so they're all walking out in, like, bright, like, oranges and yellows with red hair and it's just every time and there's they made the costumes overly gaudy in the film series because Penelope Featherington wants to prove that she's very wealthy so they're all like extravagantly beaded but also kind of childish like yeah (laughs) Penelope has like like at one point like some sort of animal on her on her blouse (laughs) like in like beating or something so it it definitely like it makes you feel bad and oh we forgot to talk about lady whistledown oh my goodness (laughs) gossip columnist extraordinaire now in the book you don't find out who she is until the fifth book fifth book book. oh my goodness that is that's great I kind of wish they'd done that with this show is is she basically like this this series version of like the gossip girl sort of kind of (laughs) like um she knows everything yes. about everyone. And she lays and she it out. writes it in her little newspaper. And every morning they're like, oh, my God, it's about us. In the <laughs> um, in the olden days when gossip columns would air, a lot of them didn't put people's full names because slander. <laughs> and they didn't want to get sued or whatever. People fight them in the streets, especially dueling was a thing. You really got to be careful. But Lady Whistledown is notorious for printing everyone's full name. So you know exactly who's at, <laughs> who's doing what. Hilariously voiced by who is, who is um, Julie, Andrews? Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews, yes. yes in the show. So, you, so I was thinking that was her right wouldn't that have been amazing how yeah. julie andrews t- you didn't she know just walks me. out and she's like it was me all along but finding out who it was i was like no wait that can't be <laughs> only because it continues in the book or she's still writing you know what i mean yeah so I, it kind of threw me off mm-hmm but yeah, I was kind of I was shocked. I never would have expected. I think it. it makes more sense in the book series because it takes so long to come out because this character is always like in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Literally, yeah. they make a point to say the only time anyone dances with them is like out of pity. <laughs> um, so she's at every party, but she's never like dancing with anyone. She's like kind of on in the corner and taking notes. Yeah, and she kind of spoiler the whole thing's a spoiler. She kind of like remains a spinster until she's like I think twenty eight. Like oh, she's oh, wow. She she makes it a while before she gets married, and part of that is is just she's in, she's in the background and she's just taking notes. And I love when they're <laughs> at the balls that they have the little cards, the dance cards. Yes, and very they get cute. to write their names if they're gonna dance mm-hmm. with you and i'm like oh. how flirtatious can I you know. imagine like someone's like talking to you and they're like can i put my name on your dance card and you're like oh. <laughs> sure oh it's and they're cool. like I'm sorry and they're like oh a waltz and you're like oh waltz i uh, have to get permission for the waltz i have to go ask my mom <laughs> that's because you touch each other a lot during the waltz which is like two steps you just kind of stand across the aisle from each other a waltz you're holding hands and that was the drama 
yeah in this whole thing mm. or being alone with somebody you know oh, yeah. that was that was no no alone is a drama. big double no no <laughs> <laughs> yeah so and that that's why i just loved it you know yeah so because yeah. it was just really interesting to see these characters figure out ways to get to know each other when they literally couldn't be alone and they couldn't dance with each other more than two times you also couldn't dance with each other more than two times because it was improper <laughs> so it's just like seeing them like figure out how to talk to each other and flirt when you can't do that like you're not allowed to which makes sense for like that's why everyone was all witty and into double entendre because they had to be <laughs> so do you think one of the reasons why this series became so popular was because it kind of hit at just that right time around when everything shut down for covid and people were looking for escape i think that helped like it they made it into a fantasy not like a, a period piece which i think helped a lot as in making it an escape for people and it's just got like drama but not like too much drama yeah like, it's the right amount of drama um, and making it more modern it's also helped. real spicy real spicy Regé jean paul forgot that episode six i think like the honeymoon episode had, had so many sex scenes and he was like he would send it like the links to his mom when they came out and oh, then no. and then he was like oh no <laughs> no don't don't watch that one skip episode six you don't need to see that, Mama. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it's just like, I keep saying the word sumptuous because like, that's it. Like, it's just like, it's the idea of having like silk that's so soft and luxurious that it just like feels like butter. Like, that's the show. <laughs> I think the lockdown probably helped, but I don't think in any case, whenever they would have come out with this, that it wouldn't have been a hit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Shonda, what is it? Shonda, Shonda Rhimes. Rhimes. She did. She did. She did wonderful. Mm, yes. And everything she touches is gold. <laughs> everything she touches is gold. Are there any other things that like jumped out at you about the book or the series? And stay tuned. We're not done talking about the series either. Yeah, we've got to talk about yeah. book two. Yes. Later. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we need to do like a book two before we see the the show, and then a book two after. Oh, yes, a reaction. A reaction. Again, I really like that you can see the other, the younger siblings. Like we said before, in the, in the book, yeah. they're just like they're not even there. Really, yeah. Eloise is maybe her name is in the book three times, and then but she's never really like talking to Daphne like she is in the series. Uh, so it's harder to get like an idea of her character. And let's face it, if you've got a house full of some kids, even they're always going to be in your business. Yeah, so. and I love the way when they did how they fixed up Eloise to get ready you know so because she has to court somebody or they got to court her mm -hmm. how they made her you know she's not your typical you know oh i'm looking for a husband yeah every time you see her she's sitting sideways in a chair with her like legs propped up like yeah. in, in her family dining room totally writing different. letters or talking about how yeah. daphne needs to stop caring what the other people think and daphne's like well that's great for you but i've got to marry so i gotta support this gosh dang family and that's the thing they're totally different you know and yeah. i just love that mm-hmm Eloise is very much somebody that you could think, oh, just plop her down in this time period and we'd be buds. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be fine in the time period. She'd, She'd be, be like, fine. finally. Right. <laughs> I can wear Some pants. Liberation. And I love that her and Penelope are like best friends. Yeah. Yes. I liked, too, that the book talked a little bit about, like, Daphne trying to get into the role of being the duchess that she, you know, she marries yeah. into this, like, dukedom of yeah. surprise and um, has to figure out, like, how to, how to do that, how to yeah. be that person. I like it because it, it draws a lot of parallels between her and Anthony they're both the oldest and they both have like responsibilities and I think that's why Daphne is so different than Eloise Daphne knows her job and and in ye olden days if you were the wife of a duke like you had a lot of responsibilities like you were you were running a household you were managing like staff and like you know it's not 
It's not just like they would sit down and cross-stitch all day. Like, they had a lot of decisions to make. And she took them very, like, she took them to heart. She was very responsible. Mm -hmm. Except for when they were over there and they were doing the cow auction in mm -hmm. the in the series. And remember, she's like, they all win. Oh, yes. <laughs> she felt bad. Yeah, because I think <laughs> the winner, it gets slaughtered. And it's for all the people. And yeah. that, I guess, that farmer gets the contract yeah. And so since she didn't pick one, they didn't get the contract. So yeah. everybody was mad at her. That was in the series, she, yeah, right? Not in the series. It was in the, the series, yeah. not in the book. So she was like, why is everybody mad at me? Yeah. And part of that is like, again, she's learning how to be a duchess. And part of that is like making decisions. You can't just be like, I want to be nice to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, sorry. We would like to have money for this cow. <laughs> we need it. We need this. We don't get to go back to our mansion. <laughs> And their um, house was gorgeous. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. They filmed, like, in such beautiful locations. It's easy in England. I'm, I'm guessing you just spit in the country and you find a <laughs> <Yeah>. mansion. <laughs> That's our perspective from here in Texas. Yes, <laughs> so that seems like to us. Um, only a couple more weeks until the second series. I'm very I know. excited. I'm, I'm pumped. March 25th. Yes. I, I'm not super into historical romance. It depends. But I will say that I read more of these books. I didn't read Benedict's books because he's a wet sock of a man. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I just skipped it. <laughs> and I read, like, I read Anthony, Colin, Colin, and Eloise. And that's all. And then I was like, the other ones, I'm just like, you're too young. I still think of you as children. I can't read your books. <laughs> I'm, I'm still in the middle of Anthony's book, so. Yeah. Anthony is his the one that the next yes. season's gonna yes. be based on? Yes. Okay. Season two will be Anthony and Kate. All right. It'll be a real oh gosh, taming of the shrew, but Anthony um, is the shrew. Did you meet <laughs> so it kind of is a way to bridge this episode and next week's. Did you meet Kate in the first no. book? No. Okay. Not whisper. You just see Anthony walking around like a prima donna telling everyone what to do. And then she's pretty great, Kate. Like oh, I liked her. I, yes. A lot. She, Kate's pretty she reminds great. me of Daphne. She's she does. strong. Yeah. She's the older sister mm -hmm. of, of Edina. But you'll get to hear more about that in our predictions for season two in our next episode. <laughs> All right. I think this is a good note to end it yes. on. So thank you so much for joining us and stay tuned next week for more Bridgerton. Bye. Bye.